What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. My name is Matthew. If you don't know already, I know it's been a while since my last upload. I apologize for my absence. Uh, truth is, I just lost focus and have been managing my time very poorly. I would appreciate some prayer for me because I really want to get some content out to you guys. Since I became born again, I, I've only ever had the desire to teach and help the saints understand the word of God. Uh, so prayer from you guys would be awesome, you know, that God would help me overcome the hurdles of distractions and help me manage my time well. Um, sorry for the long intro, just want to give you an update. I know things have been crazy all over the world, and I pray that everyone is safe and well and staying close to the Lord more so in these times. Uh, today's episode is a little different. I'll be sharing an excerpt from a message that I shared amongst my peers not too long ago, and I really pray that it encourages you. So please stay tuned to hear a word from the word. <laughs> Uh, so really quick, by a show of hands here, who has built a piece of furniture without reading the directions or following the instructions properly? You know, you go right into it, you know, you skim the, skim the little papers. Show of hands, who, who cooked a new meal without properly following instructions? Brand new meal. Now you're looking through the cookbook, you're just like, oh, oh yeah, and you're watching a little video. <laughs> uh, lastly, the show of hands, whoever took like a big exam without necessarily studying or you just skimming through your notes or you, the book, you know what I mean? Now, there's a small audience here, but I'm sure a lot of people would probably say that their results weren't always the best or weren't what they were part, um, anticipating. Right, there might have been a screw missing in the furniture or a piece isn't really lined up correctly. The food might taste a little off or overcooked, you know. Your test results may not be what you were expecting. You know, it could be a number of things, you know, and unless the Lord has blessed you with professional skills in many areas, a lot of the times when we don't follow instructions properly, the results can be a little wonky. And so I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes when I don't follow directions properly, I can become frustrated during the process. You know, I'm, I'm looking through, you know, I'm building a piece of furniture and I'm like, oh, where, where's this piece? Or why isn't this lined up correctly? You know, and just imagine really quick, if we were in Jesus' time, Ananias and Sapphira, they didn't follow directions and look at what happened to them. The Lord killed them on the spot. So if you don't know about that story, you can read about that in the beginning of Acts chapter 9. And now that may be a, a little extreme for the point that I'm trying to make. But the point that I'm trying to make is that following instructions is very important. So I have many things to say about what I'm going to get into. And we'll be taking a look at just a few different scripture verses uh, so right now, my personal time of, of my devotions and being in my word, I'm going through the book of Jeremiah. And as I'm reading, I, I, I feel like I could really feel the Lord's heart, um, you know, as he talks to, to Jeremiah about 
uh, the people of Israel. You know, so far from what I'm reading is that God is very angry uh, about his people's disobedience, their rebellion, all the things that they've been doing that aren't pleasing to him. They have gone their own way and have not followed God's decrees. But what really caught my attention and compelled me to sort of write what I'm about to share with you was Jeremiah 8 and 9. What I'm going to do is start at verse 4, though. So if you have your Bibles, uh, please, if the hour, if you want to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 8, I'm going to start at verse 4. So I'm reading. I'll be reading from the ESV. So it says, you shall say to them, sorry, in verse 4, you shall say to them, thus says the Lord. When men fall, do they not rise again? If one turns away, does he not return? Why then has his people turned away in perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I have paid attention and listened, but they have not spoken rightly. No man relents of his evil, saying, what have I done? Everyone turns to his own course like a horse plunging headlong into battle. Even the storks in the heavens know her times, and the turtle dove, swallow, and crane keep the time of their coming. But my people know not the rules of the Lord. Verse 8, how can you say we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? But behold, the lying pen of the scribes has made it into a lie. The wise men shall be put to shame. They shall be dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom is in them? So I want us to meditate on that for the remainder of this message. And I'll say it again. The last half of verse 9 says they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom is in them? And so in reading that, that spurred, that spurred me into other thoughts and it reminded me of other scripture verses i want to go over just a few today and stress the importance of scripture in the christian's life and if there's one thing i want you to contemplate as you hear this message is this question if we're not getting our wisdom guidance direction from the bible the scriptures which is god's very word then where are we getting it from and so i want to talk to you about two things amongst many, right? Two things that the scriptures do. Number one, they suffice the saints. And number two, they surface the savior. Say it again, two things that the scriptures do, they suffice the saints and they surface the savior. So the first, the, excuse me, the first section I want to go over will be found in 2 Timothy, so again, if you will, please turn with me to chapter 3, verse 16 of 2 Timothy. It reads, so right now, this, uh, I'm, I'm in the, the NESB. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So I'm going to read it real quick from the King James Version because I like the wording just a smidge better. 
So in the King James, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for training, oh, excuse me, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so from here, we could pick up four things that Paul tells Timothy that the scriptures do is right here in the word. The scriptures teach, the scriptures reprove, the scriptures correct, and the scriptures train in righteousness. And for what reason? Again, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So this is what theologians call the sufficiency of scripture. And what that means is, and I quote from this article, says the Bible is all we need to equip us for a life of faith and service. No other writings are necessary for this good news to be understood, nor are any other writings required to equip us for a life of faith. And so continuing from this list of what the scripture does, right? The Bible surely teaches us a lot of things. It teaches us about God, teaches us about, about sin and the fall of humanity, teaches us about uh, the history of God's people via the Old Testament, which is very important, and I'll get more on that later. It teaches us about God's ways and what he desires, you know, like how God desires mercy and not sacrifice. The word of God reproves, or another word is convicts us of our sin and our shortcoming. If we're reading and studying the word and actively pursuing to apply the word to our, our daily lives, and if the word is lodged deep within us, surely it will convict us whenever we go against what the word says. So we know simple things of, of how we grew up. You know, we know from the word that we shouldn't lie. We know from the word that having sex outside of God's design for marriage is wrong. We know from the word that we are to be loving, joyful, peaceable, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, self-controlled. And the Holy Spirit convicts us when we are not pursuing those traits because God's word says that we should be producing these fruits. So when we come up short in these areas, when we fall, the scriptures are able to correct us uh, or to help us get up and get back on track. So I read somewhere again in another article or book uh, that the scriptures, they, they help us to stay on course. Um, the scriptures give us opportunities to correct ourselves when we sin and they help us to make our crooked paths straight again. And so for me, for me personally, um, whenever I fall, I'm reminded of Proverbs 24, 16, which, which the beginning says, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. And so that scripture verse gives me encouragement to get back up, to get back in the game and continue fighting the good fight whenever I have I've fallen off course and, you know, it helps me to, to make my path straight again. And so finally, the scriptures instruct us for godly living that pleases the Lord. 
Portos, Portos Titus, that the grace of God appeared, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. And I don't think there's any further explanation needed for that. If the Bible is not our, our guide to our faith walk, then what is? If we, reject, if we reject the word of the Lord, then what wisdom is in us? And I could just tell you three quickly. This is probably the main ones. If we reject the wisdom of, um, if we reject the word of the Lord, then what wisdom is in us, right? It's either our own, the enemy, or the world. Either our own, the enemy, or the world's wisdom. If we have rejected the word of the Lord. Who could continuing on with instruction, right? Is what the what the scriptures are there for. I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 10. And I'm going to read from verse 1 to 12. But before I do, I just have a real quick something to admit. Um, I'm not right now in, in my beginning stages, I'm not the biggest fan of reading the Old Testament. Um, but like I said before, the Old Testament is just as important as the New Testament. You know, so I got to ask the Lord to, to really help me get in the Old Testament and, and enjoy all of his word altogether, because you, you can't take you can't take sections of scripture. You got to take the Bible as a whole. There is no New Testament without the Old Testament. So I'm going to read. You don't have to turn. But I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 10. Starting on verse 1, I'm going down to 12. This is Paul speaking. He says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock, which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Verse 6. Now, these things happened as an example for us, so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Nor let us act immorally as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in one day. Nor let us try the Lord as some of them did, and were destroyed by the serpents. Now these, excuse me, nor grumble as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Verse 11, now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction upon whom the engine ends of the ages have come therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall i'm going to read verse 11 again real quick he says now these things happened to them as an example and they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come so paul here of course is talking he's referring to the old testament when he says they were written for our instruction the people of old you know back in paul's time and even even before that they didn't have a compiled book of scriptures called the bible like we do right when we talk about the bible 
and we when we mention scriptures we're talking about the bible as a whole uh at least in my eyes you know we're talking about the new testament with the old testament but when they they didn't have the new testament those people around that time when they talked about the scriptures they were talking about the old testament you know like the prophet jeremiah ezekiel the psalms that was scripture to them but it wasn't considered the old testament right so he also says in romans 4 uh excuse me 15 4 he says for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through the perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope so you see instructions is not just given uh for kicks and giggles right a manual for furniture is given to be followed step by step in order that um, the items that are being built functions properly, right? A manual tells you what tools you need. They tell you what not to use. They tell you how to handle certain pieces. A recipe is given so you know what ingredients you need, you know, how hot to set the oven to, you know, preheat, or how long to keep certain foods refrigerated. This Bible that you have in your hands the scriptures, these what have some called archaic writings are not just a rule book, as I have heard someone once call it. The scriptures are sufficient enough for the Christian to live a life that's pleasing to God. It supplies us with knowledge, wisdom, history, poetry, and more. And it is all of us who follow Christ truly need. The scriptures suffice the saints for service unto our Savior. And speaking of, more importantly, the scriptures point us to the manufacturer himself, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, so that brings me to my number two. First, again, just a reminder was that the scriptures suffice the saints. And next, my number two is that scriptures surface the Savior. So when I say surface the Savior, I don't mean it in a derogatory way or anything. Some might think of, you know, shallow or superficial when they hear the word surface. But what I mean is that Christ runs so deep in the scriptures is crazy. What I mean is that the scriptures, they sort of bring forth Jesus into the light if you read it and study it enough. When it comes to the Old Testament and the New Testament, you've probably heard the saying before, Christ concealed, Christ revealed, and referencing the Old Testament and the New Testament. And before I continue, I'd like to tell you the title for this message. I've titled this message, Emmanuel's Manual. I've titled it, Emmanuel's Manual. And uh, we'll dive a little just a little bit into the reason why I've titled that. So I want us to take a look at the book of John real quick. Starting with right at the beginning, chapter one, verse one. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Right, the word was with God. The word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. Let's skip down to verse 14. It says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Isaiah the prophet prophesied that a virgin will, a virgin will give birth to a son and that the people will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The scriptures record God's very words and they were written down and we have them in our hands. We have what he desires of us and what he detests. And so I say all that because Jesus, like I said before, is himself in these very scriptures, right? He says so himself to the people in John 539. He says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me. A well-known theologian once said something like, if it wasn't for the Old Testament, I wouldn't believe in Jesus. If it wasn't for the Old Testament, I wouldn't even believe in Jesus. So I read to you earlier that scripture is, again, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. But a manual is nothing without a manufacturer. And I started this message with the manual, but really the manufacturer comes first. So I want us to, to go sort of back to 2 Timothy 3 again. Um, I'm going to go back to it. And I'm starting at verse 14. Starting at verse 14. This is right before Paul tells Timothy that, you know, what I just read, that what the scriptures are profitable for. Before that, he tells Timothy in verse 14. You, however, continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So these sacred writings that Paul mentions are the scriptures. And again, to them, the Old Testament. So not only do we have the manual, which is the scriptures, but we also have the manufacturer, which is Jesus. The scriptures are able to give us wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Salvation is not in the scripture themselves, but point us to the founder and perfecter of our faith, Jesus, and whom salvation comes forth from. So earlier I posed the question from Jeremiah 8, 9. If we reject the word of the Lord... Where does our wisdom come from? If we're not reading and studying and understanding and applying the word of God in our lives, then where, where is our wisdom coming from? All right, Peter tells us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We understand the manufacturer of this world, the manufacturer of our very souls through his word. Like I said before, what's a manual without a manufacturer? What's the scriptures without Jesus? They're the Christian's faith walk blueprint, and they point us to Jesus. Right? Scripture is inspired or breathed out by God. What better way to build the temple of God, which is our own bodies, 
than with the very words of God. True born-again believers know that the Bible is just more than a rule book. It is God's very words. It is how God primarily communicates to us. God is with us through his word. And his word, again, his word is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be perfect Thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Thus, the title, Emmanuel's Manual. His word reveals himself to us and shows us how he wants us to interact with the world as we walk with the mind of Christ. So, as I creep up on my closing, I want to make something very clear. I'm not, what I'm not trying to say is that we got to pray before we build furniture. I'm not trying to say that there's a Bible verse on how to cook a new meal. I'm saying that the scriptures are instructions to the Christian as a cookbook is to a chef. As a manual is to someone building furniture. As a blueprint is to a carpen carpenter. Excuse me. The only frustration that we might encounter is that we'll be building the furniture of our faith to the day that Jesus comes back. But it's not just a matter of building. We have to read and understand the instructions if we want to build properly for a fully functional product. The manufacturer conjures them up because they know how and why they want their product to be built a certain way. God knows what's best for us and wants us to operate a certain way. And to know that is right there in the scriptures and the Bible that we read. And so I just want to end with this scripture. It's one of my favorites. Psalms 19, verses 7 through 11. Psalms 19, verses 7 through 11 is one of my favorites. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Uh, I just want to thank you again. And I really appreciate you guys for tuning in and, and taking your time out the day to listen in on this and listen to me um, as God, the Holy Spirit works through me to teach you the word and, and to bring you this type of content. I really hope and pray that you were blessed and encouraged and that you grew just one step closer to understanding God and his, his, his word. And if you made it this far, uh, I just want to, I guess, ask 
that you would pray for me and um maybe ask you know ask god to to see if this can expand you know this content can expand uh to reach a broader audience um that's the goal you know i want to reach more uh teach more christians uh eventually i want to try to go on youtube and maybe make a website and things like that um you know i don't want to stay confined you know i'm not just doing this for the sake of doing it but i truly really want to help christians help the saints uh teach the saints to understand the word and its complexity and really um you know help us to to just know and understand it and apply it to our lives you know the apostle peter tells us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ and i just want to be used as a vessel a tool for our god um in this manner to help you guys to grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior so prayer for that for me that uh this can expand and just reach more christians uh would be greatly appreciated from you guys uh so with that being said the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all thank you again and until next time Thank you.